a world where entertainment is randomly scattered across Wikipedia and no one can be sure of anything. Citation needed! Two men stand alone. They are Ben Graw, I'm Earth's last hope, and Garth Remington. Does it come with a pickle or is that extra? And word on the street is, they're gonna clean up Wikipedia. Yo, I heard word on the street is, they gonna clean up Wikipedia. And while they're fighting a tide of information, their fans are fighting tides of hot girls hitting on them. You listen to Wiki Review? That's hot. But sometimes you have to go off page to get the job done. I got the internet breathing down my neck because you're rogue hot shot rating system! This isn't a podcast. This is the Wiki Review. Oh, well, these aren't crispy, so that's disappointing. I liked how you did that. Yeah. I was like, you've made a mistake, Ben. No, you haven't. You've just mastered English. May you live a hundred years. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And God bless you, Gesundheit, or you are so good looking, if you watch Seinfeld and get that reference. Because on this episode, we are doing the Wikipedia page for Sneeze. Uh, 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 I'm so excited to be talking about this episode, aren't you, Ben? <laughs> I totally am. Oh, it's great. Seinfeld, I don't remember that episode. Of all the people you were just talking about, I was the one who didn't get the reference. <laughs> well, it was Elaine and Jerry were talking about when you say God bless you to someone when they sneeze, going, how is that meant to make you feel better? What if you're not religious? If you want to make someone feel better after they sneeze, you should say, you're so good looking. Good call. I mean, it's a no way accurate because after people sneeze, like, you know, there's snot running from your nose, <laughs> your face is all red, you've gone like cross-eyed, your hair's all over the place. And so Someone says, you're so good looking. It just sounds satirical. Though it could be the one time you need a compliment. You're feeling ugly at that point and mm. someone's saying, hey, you're good looking. I don't know if you need the compliment. I mean, you may look ugly, but you just had a sneeze. It's kind of a relief. <laughs> you need a compliment before you go to the bathroom. When you come out, you're pretty good. Though, do you think it's better than God bless you or Gesundheit? Yeah, that is a weird thing. Because what if you're not religious or German? <laughs> or religiously German. Germanly religious. Because what do you say when people sneeze? I do say Gesundheit. I sometimes go the bless you. I don't say the God part, I just go bless you. Gesundheit is just God bless you in German. So it's the same thing really, but I get to sound fancy. And I'm so continental. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already have the German last name. <laughs> You're rebelling against your ancestors. They changed it from Grau to Grau to sound less German. I'm not going to start using Gesundheit and bring that all back. <laughs> And to start off on the page, the first thing they have is a picture of someone sneezing. That is a gross picture. It kind of looks, because it's a side view of a guy and it's got like a mist coming out of his mouth. But from where I'm sitting, it kind of looks like he's trying to suck in a galaxy. <laughs> 
It does look like that now you say it. Like it's all the stars of the Milky Way and he's kind of like slurping it out of the air. He looks like Galactus. <laughs> I get that reference from uh, context. Consumer of galaxies. Do you reckon the Milky Way would taste milky? Actually, fun fact, like Milky Way is called the Milky Way because of the, you know, that haze stuff in the Milky Way. Like when you look up, it's not the stars, that white stuff that's in the, yeah. the cloud. That's calcium. Is it? Yeah, which is essentially what milk's made out of. So it would taste milky in my opinion. So it essentially is milk. Yeah, which is hilarious when you think about when they first named it the Milky Way. They're like, hey, it looks milky. It turns out it's calcium. Oh my God, that's quite the coincidence. I did recently buy a box of chocolates that had a huge assortment of chocolates in there and Milky Way was one of them. Nice. I know that because that seems to be what's left in the box. Are you not a Milky Way fan? Well, apparently less so than like Snickers and Mars and Bounty and Cherry Ripe. No way. Bounty should always be the last one. How are you eating coconut before you get to a Milky Way? That's just mean to nougat fluff. I mean, Milky Ways are okay. I used to like them a few years ago, but I think I ate too many and got over them. A Snickers is a Milky Way with peanuts. A Mars bar is a Milky Way with caramel. But a Milky Way is just a Milky Way. It's just a Milky Way. My new favorite chocolate bar would be Kit Kat. Really? Yeah, I like them. Okay, because it's got the wafer in it. There's nothing wrong with the wafer. I will say, yes, Kit Kats are good. I like a Kit Kat. But I always feel like anything with a wafer in it is a ripoff. Like it's cheating. Like that's the cheap chocolate. <laughs> it, wafer is the most filler you can put in a chocolate. But if I'm going to sit down and consume an entire bag of something, that's something with a wafer in it helps. It just fills it out a bit more. Because you're going to eat everything in the yeah. bag. I have no self-control. Yeah. <laughs> we need to think ahead before. <laughs> Let's buy something that's not going to completely destroy me. Whereas I go into like those Chokito things. Oh, that's like Mars bar made by the devil. You get a bag full of those, you're not walking away. <laughs> you're sleeping where you ate. Because you know that stage that kids go through where they ruin their dinner by eating lollies and chocolates and stuff? I never grew out of that. For I me, still do that. <laughs> lollies just became dinner. I learned that, no, no, I didn't ruin my appetite. I just took care of it beforehand. <laughs> I don't need to eat dinner because I just filled up on a bag of lollies, which I do often. Oh my God, if my mom's listening, <laughs> I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> yeah, she'd be disappointed with the bag of M&Ms you plan to have for dinner. Crispy M&Ms. What's your M&M? I do like crispy M&Ms. Usually I'll go the variety bag because I like to have the mix. I can't do the variety bag because first I get anxious about, well, what is it? Because they're all mixed in together, so you don't know. But they're all different shapes, so you know. Yeah, the peanut one is like massive and Be the crispy one's kind of roundish. And the plain chocolate ones are like the thin little eye shaped. They always end up at the bottom though because they're smaller mm. and can fit down. So first you end up eating all the peanuts. Then you eat all the crispies just because when you put your hand in and pull them out, big comes out first. Then you end up with all the little dairy chocolate ones at the bottom. So really you're not eating a mixed bag. You're eating layers. You're eating peanut then crispy. And I did go and make a big deal about the wafers on the Kit Kat. But a crispy M&M is just like a rice puff. That's the biggest filler they have in M&Ms. Mm. Well, that's the thing with getting spoiled with good varieties of foods. Like you like your crispy M&Ms, but the actual little M&Ms, they're really good. Yeah, they're great. And in a world where there were no crispy M&Ms or peanut M&Ms, you would love regular M&Ms. You'd be like, these things are awesome. But that's not the world we live in. <laughs> so it's just every time you eat them, you think like, oh, well, these aren't crispy. So that's disappointing. Exactly. Like when they're in the mixed bag, it's not like, oh, yay, something different. It's like, well, that's not crispy. I've got to eat all these dairy milk chocolate ones. Oh, what a chore. After this, I deserve a treat for eating all these chocolate M&Ms. I might have to go buy a bag of crispy M&Ms just to reward myself. Because I recently got a bag of just regular M&Ms and they were actually really good. Yeah, it's just the yeah. fact that there's no others to compare to. <laughs> and I do like 
like the mini ones as well. Yeah, the mini ones are good. That's just shell. You're eating shell. But I do reckon M&M's are way superior to Smarties though. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've had a Smartie. You know when you go to the lolly shop and you can get the mix bag and make your own mix bag and they have those yeah. Smarties? M&M is the candy. Smarties off-brand M&M's and then the mix bag Smarties are like off-brand, off-brand Smarties. And then sometimes you go to that convenience store which makes their own mix bags and they've got the off-brand, 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 off-brand might actually be meant for dogs Smarties. <laughs> I get so scared when I go to those lolly stores where they just give you a bag and just go, put in as much as you want and we'll just weigh it afterwards. I'm like, I know that price is going to skyrocket. If I could see how much I was shoveling into the bag. Like in a dollar format. Yeah. Because yeah, I've never been given that cup or bag and they go, go fill it up and we'll weigh it at the end. And it never goes through my head. They're going to weigh it and that's going to be the price. I always go, well, I got to fill this cup up because <laughs> I treat it like a Slurpee. You know, you don't want to waste the Slurpee. I put the Slurpee on the machine. I fill it up. I tap it down, yeah. knock it down. Oh, there's still space. And I get the dome and I put it on. And then I try and have that little, like, you know when the Slurpee turns into a nipple sticking out? Yeah. I you utilize that. the lid. You put the lid on and put it through the hole in the lid so it goes right up to the top. That's right. It all clings together on a wing and a prayer. Like when you do self-serve ice cream and you try and get it, like, to that third level. <laughs> and then it has to be held perfectly and you have to eat it in a real hurry. And then when you're, like, two quarters of the way down, you start feeling, like, sick and be like, oh, I didn't need this much ice cream. Exactly. But God damn it, I beat big ice cream. <laughs> Those suckers with their cones all dry. <laughs> Mine's melting down my arm. I can feel it in my armpit. I mean, that is the buffet fantasy, though. To go to a buffet and have the manager come out to you and plead for mercy <laughs> because you have consumed way more food than they thought that you could. Look, sir, when we went into business, we didn't think this was possible. And also, if you figure out the right things to eat, so you just go straight for the expensive items. And at the end of it, you're full. You're not hungry. You're not even enjoying the food because you've been eating straight caviar. <laughs> I don't want to even fill up on crackers. Comes out, why are you doing this? I don't know anymore, man. I mean, I remember being at a pizza hut when they did the all you can eat thing and seeing there a cheese pizza and a chicken pizza. And although I really felt like having the cheese pizza, there was something going like, oh, there's a chicken pizza out here. I've got to have that. That costs more. It does. Chicken costs more. And we spent the money. We want to get the money back. Yeah. So I grabbed half that chicken pizza and put it on my plate and forced it down. More and more that we go into this, I'm realizing how much of my life I've sabotaged happiness just because I'm getting more bang for my buck. Isn't the whole point to enjoy yourself? Free access to the buffet. Enjoy yourself. I'll have a piece of cheese pizza. I'll try everything because that'll be fun. No, 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 no. I'm just going to pick the chicken off the pizza. <laughs> I'm eating straight chicken pieces. With the Pizza Hut buffet, do they make you eat the crusts? You don't have to. Because that's where I'd be like, ha ha ha, I'm going to win. I'm just going to take the tip, the good bite. Everything else gets tossed. I think most of them are closed down. I think there's one left in Brown's Plains. Oh, wow. There's still one left? I think there's one left. And Brown's Plains sounds like a place that would have it. You got to go more regional. Everyone talks about Sizzlers being shut down, but I went to one in Toowoomba. <laughs> They haven't got the notice yet. It's thriving. When I went there in Toowoomba, it was packed out. They're still worried about Y2K in Toowoomba. <laughs> yeah, that one computer they have. <laughs> oh, what my. if it shuts down? <laughs> <laughs> 
it's still dialing up for the internet. Oh, if it ticks over, we're in a lot of trouble here. Fortunately, it's only 1974 in Toowoomba. But yeah, I'm not going to let this slide. So you ate bounties before Milky Ways. Oh, we're back on this, aren't we? Yeah, I like a bounty. I'm not a big coconut fan, but I like bounty. Really? That's the one I eat because I have to finish the packet. Like, Ali doesn't want it, and she's brave enough to admit I'm not going to eat that, so that's up to you. And then I look at them like, well, don't want them to go to waste. You should bring your bounties over here for me. I'll swap them for your Milky Ways. Done. All right. Oh my God, we just developed a lifetime pack. I know, right? <laughs> Milky Ways for bounties. It works. <laughs> it's like cash for guns. <clears throat> was it? No, no. Guns for toys? Toys for guns. I don't know. I don't know. It was pretty dangerous one of the ways I said that. <laughs> it was. But instead it's just candy bars, so that's fine. Have you ever had to sneeze when you've got M&Ms in your mouth? Not particularly M&Ms, but I've had to sneeze when I've had food in my mouth. With the M&M, because of that hard candy shell, it's a dangerous situation. Because what it wants to do as a little crushed candy shell go up through your sinus. <laughs> so it's basically like having jagged glass try and be like hiccuped through your entire nasal cavity. So I take it you've experienced this? Yeah, I haven't had pieces go up there, but it wanted to. <laughs> Oh my god, I think I just cut myself. Yeah, moments where you have to suppress a sneeze can be stressful. If you have anything in your mouth, because it's either going into your lungs or shooting out all over the room. That's the two options that it has. Because when you got the food, you can sort of maybe pat it down or move it and just pray for the best. When you got a drink in your mouth, that's the worst. My face goes red and you just know you're just going to spit it out. It's one big spit take waiting to happen. My wife has developed a funny habit before she sneezes, where she will literally say sneeze 10 seconds before she sneezes like as soon as the feeling comes on she'll go sneeze and then you see her start bracing up and then a chew that's nice of her to warn that's a really nice habit to have but it's also kind of weird and creepy it's like a fortune teller there's something in the ether i see in your near future a sneeze it's not really much of my hatchew okay which is really nice because i work with a guy you know how old men have like jet engine sneezes the loudest freaking sneeze i get concussed from this guy's sneezes it happens at least once a day and it's just shock and awe comes out of nowhere and they're just working and suddenly here ah! oh no it's happening would it help it beforehand he yelled out sneeze it would really help because I rush to cover my ears because we're in such close proximity I get concussed from it mm. it's like someone threw a flashbang grenade in the room my ears pop <laughs> I get that ee sound afterwards and I kind of feel a bit sick after like it doesn't feel good to be in the room when that happens it's not okay when your ears pop from someone sneezing so when I hear ah, I quickly cover my ears before the explosion so you think with the forewarning you'd have that chance to cover your ears yeah if you just went sneeze <laughs> I'd be okay. What if he yelled sneeze at the same volume that he sneezed and just as suddenly? Well, it's still the warning before it goes off. It's like someone pulls a grenade pin and they're like holding it like... Gah! And then bang, goes off. Though I wonder how this is going to develop with Shannon, whether I'm going to be sitting on the couch with her and then she's going to look over at me one time and say, fart. <laughs> Toilet. <laughs> Changing of the channel. Actually, if people preempt everything just by saying what they're about to do. It sounds like people in prison having to ask like the guards permission for everything. Water in balls. Water at loo. Scratching it balls. Scratch it loo. <laughs> I was going to say, it's nice of her to do that. And it's kind of like, a, like oh, I'm going to sneeze. So I'm going to look funny for a bit. But you can also look at it from the perspective of what you just said of like, I'm going to sneeze. Is that okay? I will allow it. No, you can't sneeze. I wonder how Shannon would react if next time she did it, she goes, sneeze. I just go, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say not well. <laughs> you might end up with a big old snot all over you. <laughs> 
Ooh. Sneezing cannot occur during REM. I'm going to say that means REM sleep. Yeah, sleep. You can't sneeze when you're asleep. You can cough. Can you cough? I definitely cough when I'm asleep. Because I've always wondered that too, if you can cough when you're asleep. You definitely cough. I get told I cough in my sleep. Well, that's the way it has to be, is it's like someone else knows that you cough in your sleep yeah. because you're <laughs> always asleep when it happens. You know, like when you're sick, you cough to stay alive when you're sleeping. Have you ever woken up with like the really sorest neck? That's because you've been coughing all night. Really? There's got to be other reasons. For there that. are other reasons, but there's a particular... That's just one of the reasons you could wake up with a sore neck. Yeah, a particular kind of sore neck you'll get from coughing. I know this. I've had that happen. I feel like I've woken up to sneeze. Yeah, I feel that I've done that too. Though I couldn't give you the exact date and time. Yeah, neither could I. <laughs> Although they are saying REM, like that's your deep sleep, isn't it? Is that the rapid eye movement? Yeah. When your eyes are like darting back and forward. When you're in deep dream time. So I guess that makes sense. Like I could wake up to sneeze, but that means I was able to wake up. I wasn't deep into it. Well, what are the stages of sleep? Uh, so it's in REM. I always think at the band. Well, I was going to say, everybody that's me, me with the, the sneeze fun. while I am sleeping, trying to cough, not on you, cause you'll get mad and I knew it. Oh no, I sneeze too loud. I sneezed it off. One of three stages end REM. So stage one, the lighter stage of N REM sleep, not REM sleep. <laughs> really? Aren't most things not REM? Yeah, pretty much everything but REM is not REM. <laughs> By definition, right now we're all, including you listeners, in non-REM. Oh. This is not REM sleep. Although there might be a few listeners who are in REM sleep right now. Possibly. Yeah, the podcast's on, they fell asleep. Possibly they were asleep beforehand. Someone came in with the podcast on while they were around having a deep sleep. But then are they listening? They're just hearing. Well, that means that our voices right now are in their dream. You know, like when you're sleeping and you hear like an alarm go off because it's your alarm, but it gets incorporated into the dream. So right now it's you and me in their dream talking about dreams. We're like Inception. We are Inception. Dibs on Leonardo DiCaprio. Dibs on... Marianne Cotillard. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you want? No, I'll be the Juno chick. Oh yeah, that's... Sweet. <laughs> Whatever her name was. Or what's his name? Joseph Gordon Lovitz. He was in that oh, movie too. Oh, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, I'd pick him. But yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I was no. Tommy from Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> his finest role, which is insulting if you've ever seen his list of works. He's done a lot of great things, but I still think of him as that squinty kid with the backwards cap. It does say in stage one, there is presence of slow eye movements. And people may experience hypnic jerks. I like to think of myself as a hypnic jerk. (laughs) Is that when you're hypnotized to punch someone? Oh, it's like when you like stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself, (laughs) which they also say is abrupt muscle spasms, which is why you're hitting yourself. Okay. So that's stage one. What's stage two? The first actual stage of defined, not REM sleep, which we've covered that already is everything. Awakenings or arousals do not occur as easily as in stage one. So does that mean you don't get a boner? You can only get a boner in stage one? Well, I thought... I thought you had to get a boner in REM sleep so you don't roll out of the bed. Maybe when we click on REM, it's going to say like boner city. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> REM really stands for really erect manhood. 
<laughs> Anagrams. Oh, your body temperature begins to decrease in stage two. I hate summer. I don't do well in heat. I think I may have mentioned this before at some point. I don't do well in heat. And when I have to go to bed, the worst thing is lying on my side or just having to constantly move because it's heating up underneath me. And I know that I'm really hot, so I can't have any blankets on me. And eventually I'll pass out because I'm too tired to stay awake. But then I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I am freezing stone cold. I'm like, how did that happen? Stage two. You got stage twoed. Ah, uh, stage two. <laughs> so I need to figure out a way to skip stage one. Are there any like cheat codes for this game? <laughs> Just get level two straight away. Oh, when I get into bed, I got to down up, do a spiral thing, then X, then square. Okay, stage three. Known as deep, not REM sleep. This is as close to REM sleep as you can get without actually being in REM sleep. It's like your eyes are moving, just not rapidly. Oh, the most restorative stage of sleep. More so than REM. I just assumed everything happened in the REM and this is all to get to that. Does it tell you how long it takes you to get to any of these stages? I suppose it depends on the people, but... uh... I mean, I'm looking for rough estimates or how you know if you get in there because wouldn't it be good to be able to just plan a nap to go to like stage three and then just as you're about to make the check over into the rapid eye movement, that's when you wake up because you've already done the restorative bit. Well, I've heard this before where they say it's best to sleep in one hour, three hour or seven hour lots because of going in and out of that stage. Like if you sleep for an hour, that doesn't get you to REM, I think. But if you sleep for three hours, that gets you one full cycle. And then if you sleep for seven, that's two cycles or something, you go deep. So maybe three hours gets you into that stage three. What if you set an alarm? So you got to stage three and just when you got to the end of it, you woke up then and you just kept doing that all night. So you don't bother with this REM bullshit. You just go into... Like my eyes are tired. I've been reading all day. I don't want to have like rapid eye movement. That's specifically what I'm trying to rest right now. I need some stage three. Stage three sounds like the best stage. Oh, those sleepwalking can happen in this. Yeah. And night terrors. Hey, in the parasomnias, you told us about that, where you wake up and you can't move. Parasomnia. What's somniloquy? That sounds like that phrase from Book of Mormon. Sleep talking. Oh, you oh. know when you're lying there and your partner says something, you're like, what? And then they say like, the garbage bins on the meat side. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? And then they wake up like, what? What did you say? You said something. Did I? Go back to sleep. Yeah, that's Shannon. She'll talk in her sleep as well. Just be laying there and you'll just hear sneeze. And then she must sneeze <laughs> in a dream. Ah, and then she farts. Yeah. <laughs> Fart. Because it's a dream where anything can happen. Like that better be just in the dream. I used to have a roommate. There was a couple that I lived with. And she would fall asleep on the couch every night. And his job was to try and get her to the bed. Because if he didn't, she'd wake up at 3am, walk in there and go, Why didn't you wake me up and get me to bed? But when he tries to wake her up, she doesn't want to go. Because uh, she's in that sleep stage And she does do the sleep talking Because the next day She'll have no memory Of this discussion we had And I'm sure we can all relate to this When you're asleep And someone's trying to get you To do something All systems are designed To make them fuck off So you can keep sleeping Oh yeah Sleep Ben is like cranky And he doesn't want to do anything That doesn't involve him Getting more sleep It's good to have That much direction in your life I know right You have a clear goal It's well defined I remember one night He's there like Hey come on You gotta go to bed Nah the boys at the top Won't like that. What? (laughs) They're not going to like that at the top. Oh, that'd be fun to negotiate with. It was. It really was. I just had this whole image of like a CEO of a company. I watch. She's, you don't want her to sleep on the couch. We don't approve of this. <laughs> oh, corporate's going to have a field day with this one. <laughs> We're going to have to have the PR team working overtime to make up for this. Quick, chalk to legal. What's our liability? <laughs> 
But that's the kind of assumption you'll make and claim you'll put out there so you can keep sleeping. Because while I'm trying to deal with the paperwork attached to this, she keeps sleeping. And then wakes up at 3am and goes, why didn't you wake me? Do you know the one sucky thing though about stage three is you have less arousal, but you can have night terrors, which means you probably in stage three won't have a sex dream, but you might have a dream where like a monster's coming to eat you. It says arousals are rare, so I think that's probably for the best because if a monster's coming to eat me and I'm aroused, that's going to cause some crossed wires later in life. You know, I don't want to wake up like... That's a good question. Have I ever woken up like from a terrible dream, like a nightmare, like scared out of my mind with an erection? (laughs) I don't think I ever have because usually it's one or the other. Like it's a natural thing that men do when they're asleep. It just happens. But if you wake up terrified, can you think of a time you've ever had that happen? No. I think this stands up. Whatever we're looking at, whatever this Or it doesn't stand up. (laughs) (laughs) It's the soft facts that we're looking at here. Though I don't often remember my dreams. I would say like one in 20 if that I actually remember. I feel I don't dream but then Mm. every now and again I'll know I dreamed but I won't know what I dreamed. Yeah I have that and some nights I swear I did not dream at all but I hear that's impossible I just must not remember them. Uh, That's full of crap. But I remember a couple of times waking up from having nightmares and I was scared shitless and sweating but I had no idea what I was dreaming about. I just knew I was terrified whatever it was (laughs) it scared the shit out of me. When you dream especially nightmares it's a feeling what's actually happening is irrelevant you just have that feeling plus some pictures playing I know this because I've had nightmares where I've woken up scared out of my brain completely paralyzed with fear and then as I'm trying to rework of why I'm scared what happened in the dream I realize that nothing scary actually happened and then you feel really stupid for being scared over something that your brain just like put an image up I had the same thing happen to me when I watched Paranormal Activity yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was scared the whole time but then when I watched it back it turns out absolutely nothing happened (laughs) (laughs) alright let's take a look at this long awaited REMS Sleep. First of all, we know you cannot sneeze while you're in REM sleep because the sneeze side already told us that. But you do have rapid eye movement, which is why they call it that. Ooh, it's known as the dreaming stage. Though you can have nightmares before that. So just make it to REM sleep and the nightmare stops. If I had a theater, I'd like to call it the dreaming stage. (laughs) That is a good name for a theater. A little fruity, but it's okay. It's theater. That's true. (laughs) If I called it the hardcore mania stage, I mean, it only have like monster trucks on it. Yeah, monster trucks or wrestlers or monster trucks fighting wrestlers. Let's do that one. Forget <laughs> the dreaming stage. I want to do that one. That is my dreaming stage. <laughs> That's what I dream about. Alright Killosaurus, I'm here to take you down. I'm gonna grab you by your wheel. I'm gonna twist it. I'm gonna twist it hard into a lock. Vroom, vroom. That's the whole show. Wouldn't you want to see that? I would really want to see that. Even the core idea of that of, it'd be fun to have fights that are clearly one-sided. Some average nerdy guy versus like a huge boxer. Yes. You know who's gonna win I like the wrestler idea because it's someone who's just overly confident for no freaking reason he's there like I'm gonna destroy you talking to a car that's like four stories his height it's gonna run over him in the first ten seconds yeah he bounces off the ropes and then gets squashed under the wheel that's every fight but wouldn't you watch every single fight with the guy coming out he grabs the microphone before this match I just wanna say one thing to you 
Wouldn't it be so epic though in that one episode where the wrestler wins? Oh, that would be amazing. You just like, he just wanted it more. It's like those wonderful times when the bull wins the bullfight. <laughs> when you've seen that many bullfights in a row, because I think they do it one after the other or something. If you've seen that many in a row where a bunch of guys pick on a bull, they all stab it, and then some new guys come out and stab it, and then eventually a guy puts a curtain over its face and stabs it. When that bull stands up and kills that guy and puts its horn right through his genitals, you're kind of on the bull's side at that point. Yeah, that is a thing. I've seen bull fails on YouTube, and when you see the spears sticking out of their back, you're just like, well, you had it coming, dude. You kind of should have expected this. Yeah, it's the bull's turn now. <laughs> now you're the one speared. So the one job in comedy I would not like, rodeo clown. Would you jump in? Like, that bull's angry. You should make it charge you instead, Garth. And on top of that, you get to dress up like a clown. You were doing something scarier than probably anybody else does. In fact, you're doing the job that is scarier than everyone else at the rodeo. But you get the least respect because you're wearing, like, clown makeup. Like, the guy who rides the bull, he's on it for three seconds at the most. That's the world record thing, I think. They have to be on it for three seconds. And then he gets a belt, and everyone's like, oh my god, he's a cowboy. All the girls want to sleep with him. All the men want to be him. He gets a prize money. He gets to tour around. He's professional. He's famous. Face on Wheat Bix boxes. Meanwhile, the guy who faces the same bull face-to-face repetitively throughout the night, everyone's like, you gotta go outside to pee. We don't want some weird guy wearing clown makeup near our kids. <laughs> Though I would like to see a reality series where you became a rodeo clown. Me specifically? You specifically. You could just hit me over the back of the head with a <laughs> two by four. You don't have to make it so elaborate, Ben. Because <laughs> you know I'm not going to survive day one. Uh, they just find you hiding in the barrel. Apparently I'm safe from the bullet heel. <laughs> I'm Barrel the Clown. Until it picks up the barrel and throws me over the fence. No, it'll be, all right, Garth, day one. So we're going to get you in front of a bull and, oh, he's dead. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. Next week Ben's gonna try something I'm gonna go to a fairy floss factory yeah I bet you are see I would be the type of idiot to agree to something like riding a bull and I'd be like yeah yeah no it'd be fun I think it would make good footage it'd be great and then I would turn up there and I'd see the bull and I'd be like Garth those things are really big yeah. I didn't think this through <laughs> and now you have to do it we brought the camera oh, I would so do that too even knowing that I would do that I would still do that <laughs> oh do you reckon like I could ride a bull yeah totally we should do it we should totally do that all right I'll bring the camera. It'd be awesome. That'll be great footage. In fact, we should let everyone know this is what we're doing. It's our next big project. You ride a bull. Yep. I won't wuss out whatsoever. And I'm going to get in some clown makeup. I'll be right there <laughs> by your side. Under no circumstances will I be in a barrel, but you will definitely be on the back of a bull. <laughs> It'd be good if you were my rodeo clown because in moments where I think I'm going to die, I instinctively yell, kill Garth, kill Garth. <laughs> yeah, I've heard your night terrors. <laughs> <laughs> ah, kill Garth! <laughs> so if I'm telling that to the bull, then he knows to go after you so you can jump in your barrel thing. And I'll look like Bear Dog. Yeah. Our humidor mascot. And you've also got to be doing comedy while you're being chased by the bull. Like, you've got to do classic clown shtick, like hit yourself in the face with a pie or something like so that. So then I'm blinded. <laughs> while this bull's chasing you. So I'm there like trying to take like the cream out of my eyes like oh god I can't see and you're like kill God! Just save me! Don't hurt me! Ben I can hear you. Oh and now I'm launched. <laughs>
<laughs> into you. The bull picks me up by the horns and throws me at you, who's trying to desperately scramble over the fence. I slam into you. You break your back on the fence. I break my back on you. We both hit the ground. Then the bull comes in to finish the job. You're right. This will make really good footage. Oh, uh, yeah. But we only get one take. So it's important you don't, like, blink or, like, look at the camera. It'll ruin the take. Oh, my God. Zach would totally come up to us and be like, can we get one more for safety? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about that is safety. <laughs> safety went out the window a long time ago. Guys, promise you won't get mad. <laughs> I had the lens cap on. <laughs> So it says brainwaves are more active than in stages two and three of sleep. So in stage one, it must be more active than REM sleep. Well, you're still sort of awake in stage one is my understanding. Like last night I was watching a Korean war documentary because that's how I roll. Wasn't ready to go to bed and I'm like, Korean war, I don't know much about this. I think I'm going to watch this. And I was asleep in 15 minutes. I mean, what did you learn from it that you didn't learn from MASH? (laughs) I learned more from MASH. Alan Alda taught us all that if you're really good at your job, you get to be the biggest jerk ever and no one could say anything to you about it. It's the greatest lesson in life to learn. MASH is one of those shows that I watched when I was younger because it was on TV. But now I've had a chance to look back at things. I realized MASH was never good once. Really? I can't think when it was. It's one of those shows where because it's tragedy and comedy put together, it has some lines in there that are pretty funny. Yeah, but so did House. House was a good show. That was better than MASH. Oh, sassy doctor gets it right on the fifth attempt and everyone says he's great. Yeah, well, he can't get it done in, like, under an hour. Wouldn't a good doctor do that? Yeah, but in the episodes when he did solve the problems instantly, they had to make the episodes about something else, and they were always awful. Well, see, it's just a poorly premised show. Why is this doctor so great if it always takes him an hour to figure everything out? I mean, don't you ever, like, watch a show and they're like, I think we've solved this problem, and you look at it and go, it's the 20-minute mark and this is a 40-minute episode. You haven't solved it yet. There's going to be, like, another complication that happens because of this. It works in four hours. We know this. (laughs) And so old TV is predictable that way. They can't solve the problem that the episode's about if there's still a lot of the episode left to go. You know, House was weird because he comes in, they go, oh, my head hurts. All right, well, maybe you got a headache. No, that's not it. Oh, well, uh, did you ever think that maybe there's a tumor? No, that's not it. Well, hang on. Are you able to blow up a balloon? No, I'm not. Ha, here's the problem. Kidney stones. Mm -hmm. What? I always love that moment where he talks to the person and goes, how come you didn't tell me that you saw koala bears at the zoo. It's like, well, what? And it's like, yeah, if ch- I had known that, I would have been able to solve it instantly. <laughs> Why are you getting sassy at me? I'm coming to you for help. It's made me paranoid that when I go to a doctor, do I have to say like all this non-insequential stuff? <laughs> Just want to tell you about my day because I've yeah. seen house. I had cereal with full cream milk. It was Nutri-Grain. Uh, I ate it out of a bowl about yay high. Uh, is that important? Here's the factory the bowl was made in. <laughs> the kind of plastic, it's P5. Metal spoon, not a plastic one. Yep, stainless steel yes look your legs broken okay i know what the problem is your legs broken hang on let me just in case it might be something else right yeah but my fear would be like i would explain all that go through everything for hours and then they'd be like you didn't tell me that you used this brand of dishwashing liquid I'm like god damn, damn it, it. <laughs> i didn't do that today you didn't tell me you drove past one of those koalas with the buckets asking for donations i just drove past him god damn it it's a common medical knowledge it does say the rem period can lead 
leave you feeling groggy or overly sleepy. So, so that's where you don't want to be woken up. Yeah, it sounds like you kind of don't want that at all, right? Yeah, you want stage three. Stage three sounds like the best stage of sleep. <laughs> oh, I should have done Bless that. you. Hey, there we go. Hope that shows up on the recording. I, sh- I was trying to say sneeze beforehand, uh-huh. but I'm going to take this back. Shannon has a real skill to be able to say sneeze beforehand. That's impressive because just then I wanted to say sneeze, but I couldn't because I was about to sneeze. I've tried to do it too, like a sort of like in a more mocking way, but yeah. It, it's really hard. It's difficult. You need a lot of foresight for this. Yeah, when I need to sneeze, it takes over my whole body. I kind of just sort of freeze there and wait for it to happen. I can't say anything. I can't partake in conversation anymore. It doesn't matter what else is going on around me. That sneeze is the only mm. thing that's happening as far as I'm concerned. It's like you're buffering. I get that one where you feel like you're going to sneeze. In fact, it would feel a lot better if you could just sneeze and then nothing happens. I've walked an entire street going to get lunch at work and like I leave the door at work and like oh my god I think I got a sneeze coming alright just let it happen I've walked all the way down the other end of the street gotten lunch and come back and the sneeze is gone like I left it there yeah I've had times where it feels like the sneeze is coming and then it just goes away and then it comes back and goes away that's maddening because you just want to sneeze and get it over with although then you get that one we go oh my god oh my god oh it's gone <laughs> It snuck away and then hit you in the back of the head when you weren't looking. Sneezes can be kind of dicks. So that's the stages of sleep. So the point of all that is you can't sneeze in REM sleep. The NREM, which we learned stands for not REM. I know, it's tricky. Try and follow the logic, guys. (laughs) So there are three stages of sleep where you can sneeze. Yes. So my memory of waking up to sneeze was apt and accurate. And okay, it stands up with Wikipedia's knowledge. I am satisfied. (laughs) You probably ruined stage. Stage three, which is the mm. best one. That is the best one. Having sexy time dreams to wake up to sneeze. It's interesting what it says here in this little side box where it has the sections where it has health, beneficial, action, involuntary, stimuli, irritation of nasal moss. Mucos? Mucus? Is that mucus? Mucosa? Mucosa. Mucosa? Why can't they just like say mucus? Why does it have to be... Well, because it's the membrane. It's not the actual mucus. The mucus is the stuff it creates, but mucosa Uh, is what creates mucus. There are too many bits. Light. Light can make you sneeze. Yeah! Haven't you ever had that? It can make me Mm. squint. It can make me close my Mm. eyes. I've never had it make me sneeze. I've had that happen a bunch of times. You come out in the morning, the light hits you and you go... So if I shine like a bright torch in your eyes, would that make you sneeze? I think it might have to be sunlight. I don't know, but we can try that. If you want to do like a Mythbusters, you're going to shine this light in my face until I sneeze. (laughs) I've heard that. I always thought it was because of the heat of the air though. Like you step out into the hot air when you've been in a cool room and suddenly the change is like, or it might be that I'm stepping out into like, you know, pollen. Maybe I have hay fever and I've never acknowledged it. No, it's the sun. (laughs) I'm allergic to the sun. Which I am. I'm pale as anything, but maybe I'm allergic to other things too. It's going to give me cancer and it makes me sneeze. I do love to go back. It says health beneficial. Is it really beneficial? Well, it gets stuff out. I suppose. And it doesn't hurt you. Unless you're carrying a cup of coffee, then yeah. it's non-beneficial. Then all kinds of bad things happen and you snap your neck trying to keep your coffee still. I mean, isn't everything your body does to fight disease beneficial? Yeah, but then, I mean, all the ailments of having a cold are actually your body defending itself. Like a fever, you get a runny nose. That snot is your your body trying to defend itself, but it's also suffocating you. You could argue that's not beneficial. In fact, we all take any histamines to stop our noses from running when we're sick. So no, the body's kind of stupid. It doesn't know what it's doing. It's just like us. It has no idea. So what you're saying is, although people think having a runny nose is bad, it's snot. Yeah, Ben, that's exactly.
exactly what I said. <laughs> you know what? No, that's a genius joke. No, I'm going to let that go down. That's a great call. It's an asset to the podcast. Right up there with all my stupid puns. I love puns. They're uh, awesome. Some say puns are lazy writing. I say to those people, go fuck yourself. I think like one pun can be tedious, but 15 in a row are awesome. It but hits a point where it comes back around again. Nothing beats prolific. If something fails, just keep doing it until it becomes so renowned as a failure. Oh, there's always a good feeling when you get on a good pun chain. What's this, cold air? Yeah, that makes sense. What's... Sinanation. What's it mean? A term coined in jest to refer to the medical condition originally termed stomach sneeze reflex, which is characterized by uncontrollable bursts of sneezing brought on by the fullness of the stomach. So if you eat too much, you can sneeze. What? Okay, that one I don't know. I know Shannon's sister, she has a thing where when she eats certain foods, she sneezes. Is it like spice? No, I think she just has allergies to certain things, but she still likes eating those things. And all it does is make her sneeze So she's like Well I'll just sneeze afterwards Well like pepper <laughs> It's like someone's Consuming a lot of pepper You're bound to sneeze That doesn't count This is saying that Do we click on it And actually take us to that page Oh no hers isn't pepper Like it's oh, I mean like pepper You know I think it might be gluten stuff Oh Gluten, gluten makes her sneeze Wow That's a thing Yeah ah, I didn't know that could be a thing That's also really handy Because bread is a really good tissue So you sneeze Hey shoo And you've already got the slice there <laughs> I've never tried blowing my nose on a slice of bread. Oh, you can do lots of things with bread. It's not just for eating. In fact, don't eat that slice. Put it back in the bag and let someone else find the magic. Usually if I like need to blow my nose though, I'll use either toilet paper or napkins that I've got from somewhere. But recently I was sick and decided to actually buy tissues and they are so much better. Oh, they are. They're like really soft. Toilet paper, it's like you're gonna get dust up your nose doing it. Napkins, you may as well just use a magazine. <laughs> That's weird. It does turn your nose red if you use them too much. I am a big believer in I only ever get tissues that are the thick and large ones. All the others, they just fall apart under my mighty nose's mucus. <laughs> like I try to blow my nose, I just end up with like paper in my nose. Whereas the thick and large, they're big enough and they're thick enough to take what my nose is putting out there. I'm very big in the tissue world. <laughs> well, that's why you pick sneezing. You're like, I'm very passionate about this subject. Yeah, I just assumed everyone had a lot of, you know, very in-depth opinions about it. Because What's your brand then? Because I was rocking the Kleenex. Yeah, Kleenex, that's the way to go. That's a good solid brand. They're the ones who have the thick and large and they put cute animals on the boxes. What about scents? Do you go scented tissues? No, like the eucalyptus ones are like an affront to God. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the flavor eucalyptus, so I don't really like the smell. Like when you're already sick and then you're rubbing eucalyptus on your nose, then you're smelling eucalyptus and it's horrible. I don't even want eucalyptus lollies. You know when they rub the eucalyptus on you to like make you breathe better? It's stupid. What scents have you been? seen in the tissues. And I've seen some eucalyptus or lavender is one that comes a lot. Ah. Or potpourri, whatever that is. Uh, I was sneezing a bowl of potpourri, thank you. I mean, it always reminds me of, you know, those loot stores that you go by that have all that weird, crazy homemade looking shit in there? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It smells like one of those stores. No, I like the unscented ones though. No, this is about getting stuff out of me. Though in fairness, the other week when I was using them, they could have smelled like anything and I wouldn't have known. Yeah, that is a good point. When your nose is 
is blocked with mucus, what does it matter what it smells like? That's more about covering the smell of your heinous disposals when you put it in the bin. So the bin doesn't smell like mucus doesn't have a scent. No, I guess not. Otherwise you'd always smell it. If it does have a scent, you're used to it by now. Maybe human mucus has a really terrible scent, but because everyone is always smelling mucus, we're all immune to it. So but wouldn't you be able to smell other people's mucus? Because it's kind of like when, you know, you do a poop. You, yours doesn't smell that bad, but other oh, mine people do. smells. Uh, mine does. You should be able to tolerate your own smell or you should be seeing a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tolerate, but haven't you ever had that one where like you're just stuck in a room with what you've just created and you're like, I really need to get out of here. This is not working for me right now. I'm like, That's actually- a sign that you're unhealthy. Oh, which we already know, but yeah. that's not going to change, right? So this is just part of living. Farts also would have worked with that example. That is the same. Yeah, anything out the butt. But this is out the nose, which you'd imagine of all the things that your body creates, the nose stuff would be the least scenty by definition. Rhinorrhea as a name for like eating too much food and sneezing. That's an awesome name for it. It's like diarrhea, but rhino instead of dire. Yeah, because rhino is like the medical term for nose. Is it? Oh yeah, rhinoplasty. Yeah. Yeah. So rhinorrhea. Rhinorrhea. Rhea being like diarrhea where it's all coming out. Oh, that's awesome. So instead of sneezes, rhinorrheas. So that's next time Shannon's sister starts (laughs) sneezing, I'll be like, you got rhinorrhea. Yeah. And when Shannon's sitting here next to you, she'll suddenly go, rhinorrhea. (laughs) Hatch you. Oh, because it's like gonorrhea too. How do you catch that in the nose? Yeah. When it has rhea at the end, it always sounds like it's going to be contagious. Nothing good comes out of that. Nothing good ends with a rhea. That's a good rule to live by. If it has a rhea, you want to stay away from it. Now let's jump to sexuality. Why is sexuality on a sneeze page? Well, isn't that obvious? Don't you get turned on by sneezes too? I thought this was just a thing that everyone did. I know you have that thing, Ben. Yeah, your sneeze porn collection. <laughs> it's a whole bunch of people are chewing. Oh, it's awesome. I don't even need to see any other part of their body except for their nose. Oh yeah, baby. You're so wet <laughs> in the nostrils. That's a lot of mucus dripping out there right now. Oh, use that Kleenex. Yeah. Oh my God. That sneeze chain was like three in a row. <laughs> Multiples. She had multiple sneeze gasms. That's what we call it in the sneeze sexuality world. <laughs> sneeze gasms. Sneeze gasms. I don't know. That's probably on here. If I, not, it should be. It definitely should. It says some people may sneeze during the initial phases of sexual arousal. Oh no, that's the opposite. Not getting aroused by sneezing. Sneezing because you're aroused. That sounds awful. They say in the initial phases of arousal. I think they should also call it the final phase of that particular arousal because you're there. You're getting all in the sexy times with your partner and then you sneeze. It's pretty much over. At very best, it's a hindrance to continuing. Imagine if every time you got to a certain level of arousal, you sneezed. They're not going to be down for that every time. No, probably not. Then what if like every time your girl had an orgasm, she sneezed? Sneezing during the actual, because this is just talking about initial arousal. Like you're not even naked yet. You might just be making out and then they sneeze in your face, which I know that gets you there, but most people not so much. But if it's during the act of lovemaking and a woman sneezes, something special happens. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think we all know what I mean Oh yeah, it is fun (laughs) But if it happens with the guy, I think just anything uh... I don't know, I mean, Shannon's used to me making a stupid face in sex anyway, so Oh look, two messes on me now (laughs) Oh, it's in her hair Oh, that's gross It's like, I'm not swallowing this one Ew. So that's a weird thing. People actually sneeze. Can you click on it to see? What am I clicking the, on? Sneeze during the initial phase of sexual arousal. What the hell is that? There's an actual page for this. St- 
sexually induced sneezing. This probably should have been the page we reviewed. <laughs> uh, Signs and symptoms. I assume a person is sneezing while they're trying to have sex. That sounds like it. Experiences sneezing as a result of sexual thoughts, arousal, intercourse, or orgasm. So at all stages. <laughs> oh, they, I could see how that would be irritating. And imagine like you actually have the disease or whatever causes this and you sneeze every time you have a sexual thought and then Shannon's hanging out with you and you suddenly sneeze. She's like, oi, get your mind out of the gutter. Get your mind out of the Kleenex, Ben. That would be the worst thing if people knew that you had this <laughs> and then you'd just be sitting there and you'd sneeze and you would look at me and I'd be like, no, that was just a regular sneeze. Sure it was. It's dusty in here, Garth. No, it's not. I know you. You're a filthy pervert. <laughs> I'm not wearing shorts here anymore. That's the I don't feel comfortable around you anymore. Quit sexualizing me. I'm not looking at you in the shorts. Achoo. Oh my god, you did it again. Every time <laughs> you think dust. about every time you think about me in shorts. Achoo. It's horrible to have a tell like that. Yeah, bone is bad enough. <laughs> yeah, that's a dead giveaway. I know. It's an absolute dead giveaway. <laughs> now I gotta conceal two things. I've got an erection and I'm sneezing. Oh, it's coming out of both ends. Did you ever have that experience when you were a kid, like learning to swim? Swim, and then you see all the girls in their bikinis and all of a sudden yeah, start to go up. And so you stay in the pool for a little longer. Imagine at that time if like you were sneezing as well. Shoot. You're just trying to float in the water while you're constantly sneezing with a boner. And your mum or whoever the adult is, is like, you're getting a cold. You need to get out of the water now. No, I'm cool. I'm fine. Achoo. I'm just going to stay in here Achoo. until I stop sneezing. Achoo. You need to get out now. Then they raise you up and everyone sees the flags at full mast. Okay. So sexual thoughts, that's a horrible tell. You don't get to play poker with whether you're attracted to someone or not. Arousal, that's a bit of a letdown because, you know, you're sneezing in their face when you're supposed to be kissing them. Intercourse, that's during. You just sneeze as you go like, I mean, I don't know, I've coughed. Yeah, you need. sometimes you need to clear the, the airways because mm-hmm. you're, you're doing a lot of work. It's very, you know, physical. The last one, orgasm. I think I'd be down for that one. <laughs> that seems like it would be like a bonus. Do you ever have those sneezes that are like so big you're like body tingles? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, one they- of those at the same time as an orgasm. Because you've heard those people say that a sneeze is one eighth of an orgasm. Have you ever heard that? No. Because it's arousal tissue, that's what they call your nose. It's the same kind of skin as a penis. And when you sneeze, (laughs) it's a release. It is because it stretches the same way. So we're all essentially dickheads. Yeah, dick nose. Awesome. (laughs) Everyone, male, female, all. So when you sneeze, that's like an orgasm, apparently. So you put that, that's now one and one eighth of an orgasm if you have it at the same time. What does that mean by arousal tissue though? Because it doesn't feel good to put your finger up there. No, it's like an erection is able to inflate. It lets blood in there. The nose has a similar sort of thing. Huh. This could all be completely wrong. Because I, I gotta say, there's I've had an orgasm and I've sneezed, and I gotta say, there is one that is significantly better than the other. Would you say eight times better? I would say it's more than eight times better. I don't enjoy sneezing. Do you enjoy the after effect of a sneeze? I enjoy the relief of a sneeze, but that's kind of like if I have my hand on a hot plate, I enjoy taking my hand <laughs> off a hot plate. Alright, that makes a good point. Now, now, keep in mind, all these facts I just told you, I probably only learnt them in the playground when I was 10. <laughs> They're my favourite kind of facts, though. I know. I'm just going to live with those for the rest of my life. And even if you prove me wrong, I'm still going to say them. You know, it's one-eighth of an orgasm. That's a sneeze. One-eighth mm. of an orgasm. Did you know that? God, I'm showing you a graph and all the science and pie charts that show that that's not true. No, no, no. I'm heard it at the sand pit. Pretty sure I'm right. 
<laughs> but I still stand by, if I was to orgasm and sneeze at the same time, that would just be like next level everything. Or the other way around. If I was to orgasm every time I sneezed, I'd probably enjoy sneezing more. That's a great way to improve pretty yeah. much anything. Though if you felt like a cold coming on, like you could be in an awkward spot. Like what if you're at work and you feel a need to sneeze? You're like, now I gotta change my pants. This is a medical condition I have and everyone needs to sympathize. Now, if you need me, I'll be out the back shoving pepper up my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so brave. They say this treatment is nasal decongestants. So it's the nasal spray. <laughs> Don't they have a spray for that? For longer lasting sex, isn't it a nasal spray? Yeah, so if you sneeze when you have sex and you prematurely ejaculate, then yeah, you have a spray. A decongestant spray. One for each nostril, eh? <laughs> All right, good to go. Well, what if there were different sprays? You're like, this one's for the premature ejaculation. This one's for the sneezing. This one's so I don't fart. <laughs> You just got like a chain of different things that stop you doing all this horrible stuff. This one shall take care of my halitosis. <laughs> Erectile tissue. See, there we go. Lovely. Erectile tissue in the nose. Oh my God. 10 year old me was right. <laughs> and that's why people say it because it, it can be engorged during sexual arousal, triggering sneezing. So your nose gets in on the action, huh? Yeah. It's totally a, a boner. <laughs> that's Wiki Review's official stance. Your nose is totally a boner. Well, we already said it has erectile tissue. Yeah, so there we are. Done. All right, mm. I think we covered that. Mm. Are you sneezing in non-humans? Because animals sneeze. You've all heard a dog and a cat sneeze. But check this out. Chickens and iguanas sneeze. Really? Have you seen a chicken sneeze? You've had a chicken farm. Do they ever sneeze? Not that I can recall. Really? What would it look like with a chicken sneeze? <laughs> but they don't really have a nose. Well, they have a beak with two holes. There's beak an animals I always think it's different with, even if they have the two holes. They have the little two holes. I'm like, no, that's just two holes in your beak. You're not tricking me. <laughs> like, it's not a real nose. You don't have a nose. It's a faux nose, is what you're yeah. saying. Those holes don't go anywhere. They're just dense. It's like a chimney when someone doesn't have a fireplace. And I don't really trust animals that don't have a nose. How can they ever do the bewitched thing? Snakes don't have a nose. Lizards don't have a nose. Most reptiles don't. I don't trust them. Birds, reptiles, amphibians. I don't trust them because they don't have eyebrows. And I don't trust snakes because they don't have shoulders. If you don't have yeah. eyebrows, how do you know if they're curious or mad? Snake is the most dodgy looking animal ever. You just cannot trust the snake. You just look at it and it just looks horrible. Yeah, they should not be. I don't <laughs> like them. I don't want anything to do with them. And I'm not just saying that because we live in a country which is covered in them and they all want to kill you. It is like fear the animal. Yeah, it's take away all the parts that you could maybe grab to stop it from like killing you and replace that with steroided meat muscle and make it really bendy so it could just like coil around itself over and over again. I would rather any other animal want to kill me apart from a snake. Yeah, I could understand a lion. I could deal with a lion a lot better than a snake. Yeah. Even though a lion is way more dangerous than a snake. Like a snake, you could just shut the door. Well, no, a snake can go under doors and stuff. Like it moves in weird ways where when it comes at you, it's very sudden. I always feel that like if I grabbed it, it'd just keep coming through my hands like the liquid Terminator. Oh yeah. When I see people pick up snakes, <gasps> that freaks me out. Yeah. I don't understand how they work. I know that people pick them up by the tail and that's fine. But like, well, why doesn't it just like turn around on itself? I don't know the rules of snakes and I don't care to find out. <laughs> just burn them all. So if someone handed you a snake tail and said, hold this. No. <laughs> or I do that thing where you just spin around and around and around and then let it go and whoever it lands on is who has to deal with it now. I know that if you do a centrifuge to a snake
snake, inertia will keep its head away from you. And when you let it go, it's gonna go away from you. If that snake hit me, I would be so pissed at you. Because it's now mad and dizzy. But that's not my problem. And I'm gone. You will never see me again. If I know that snake touched you, that's it. What if it's still on you the next time I see you? Garth, I told you, we dealt with it. You can come over for the podcast. No, 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 I think I'll just play it safe. <laughs> I don't do snakes, that's not right. But imagine an iguana. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in this. Yeah, surely someone's recorded a chicken or an iguana. What do you want to look at first? Chicken, I guess. Yeah, I feel for my um, childhood, I need to know this. Sneezing, look at that. The internet has everything. There's several. Well, there's at least three chicken ones. Because I suppose after the third one, people go, should we upload the video of our chicken sneezing? Nah, there's already three. We don't need more. Wow, that was like a a screechy like wow. I'm so glad I heard that. Okay, so put this in the show notes, please, so that everyone can witness the amazing sneezing chicken. That's totally worth seeing. You got to see it and hear it, because at first it's like 47 seconds long, and there's 30 seconds where I'm like, did we miss it? Is- there's a little hiccup that they made where I was like, is that it? Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's making a little scoffy noise. Is that the noise? And then it sneezes like, and it puffs up its neck when it does it. That was awesome. Everyone needs to see a chicken sneezing. Totally worth it. Iguana sneezing now. But he's lucky. He's but he got lying. away. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, he's lying. Yes. Got it on camera. That was a very subtle sneeze. It just shot mucus out its nose and that was really it. Yeah, I'd call that a bushy sneeze. It just unclogged. Just blew snot out its nose. Like when you just go... Yeah, just... I what? think it doesn't count as a sneeze. It's more just like shooting its snot at people who are trying to film it. <laughs> Which I've wanted to do that before. Oh, we all have. <laughs> I'm going to stand by. Everyone needs to hear a chicken sneeze. YouTube yes. that. Check our show notes. We'll have that. What else have they got? They got African wild dogs. Well, I've seen dogs sneeze. But I assume that's the same. Here's the next thing. Some breeds of dog are predisposed to reverse sneezing. What the hell is reverse sneezing? I don't know. Chew, huh? Well, it has a little... Chew, huh? Ha, 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 ha. Like that. It has a pug reverse sneezing. Okay. I'm going to say that's not sneezing. That's hucking a loogie. Yeah, it's kind of like ha, ha. Yeah. It sounds like the sound my cat makes when it's trying to cough up a hairball. Yeah. I mean, technically, hucking a loogie is kind of reverse sneezing because it's not pushing the stuff out the nose, it's pushing it down the nose. But that's just a stupid thing to say that dogs reverse sneeze. Although I did read on in this African wild dogs thing, apparently they use sneezing as a form of communication. Wow. But if you can't sneeze on purpose... That's Maybe a- they can then. They just tickle their nose a bit. They just rub it in the dust. Imagine that though, like whatever it means to sneeze, like, oh no, hyenas are coming. Hey guys, the, the, um, oh god, ah, come on, you can do this, tickly nose, tickly nose, pull your nose hairs, pull your nose hairs. Wild dog Ben, like, if you have something to say, just spit it out already. Stop doing gestures, rubbing your face in the dirt, like, I- Hashu! What? Are you serious? Hyenas? <laughs> Why didn't you say so? We gotta get out of here! That's not the most practical form of communication. No, it definitely is not. Though if you could only talk through sneezing, so you could only say something when you felt like a sneeze, what would make you sneeze the most, do you think? That's a good point. Dust, I guess, is probably the biggest thing. Because I reckon mine would be washing powder. Really? Yeah, because whenever I do the washing, you know the stuff that you scoop out and you put into the washing machine? That always makes me sneeze. After I do the washing I'm like sneezing for ages afterwards you probably see a doctor about that that doesn't sound right really yeah like I don't know if that's a thing I don't think it means that I'm sick with anything it's not like Dr. House would go you sneeze when you're around washing powder you (laughs) You have have kidney stones (laughs) cancer kidney stones this time it is lupus
Because, like, washing powder's like, I'm going to put it out there and just say it's powdered bleach. Probably not. I don't know, but I assume all cleaning products are bleach. I assume whatever is in washing powder, I'm glad that my body is trying to sneeze it back out again. Yeah, but how does it even get in your nose? I don't know. All I know is that when I start doing the washing, I scoop the stuff in there and I start sneezing. Are you sure it's not the dust on your clothes? That as you put them in the washing machine, they puff up? No, because all I can smell is the washing powder. So I assume it's that. And it's a fine powder. Yeah, but that's like the kind of powder you really don't want to get inside you. You should be careful not to Yeah, that's inhale. why I sneeze. <laughs> We're going what do you do stuff. yours in a gas mask? I don't sneeze. I'm careful not to breathe it in. Same as I don't breathe in any like mustard gas. Yeah. No, I, I do a couple of lines while I'm, I'm doing <laughs> the washing. When you said that, I thought you meant washing line. <laughs> like, yeah, a couple of lines, a couple of loads. Yeah, and you line them up and that's why you... Ah, okay. Yeah, with a straw. Gotcha. I don't think I can do anything to induce sneezing other than just be in places which are kind of dusty. Yeah, dust can make me sneeze as well. But yeah, if I had to communicate by sneezes, I would not be able to. You wouldn't be much of a talker. No, I'd be the strong silent type. <laughs> Every now and again, I have this wild outburst. Every now and then you just scream, hello. <laughs> oh my God, you feel the sneeze coming and you have a limited amount of time to think about what you want to say. So you've got a thing to say and you've got to prioritize. I think every single time it would be food. I'm hungry. <laughs> For you, it would be Shannon, where's my phone? <laughs> Shannon, where's my phone? Shannon, where's the microphone? Where are my car keys? Oh man, he had a triple go there. Yeah, then I gotta wait for her to sneeze. To tell you where they are. And she's probably gonna waste hers by saying sneeze. <laughs> I also like the idea that it's kind of like the onomatopoeia of like sneeze, punch, open door, chopping carrots. Just say what you're doing. I love this idea. Like Batman. <laughs> Zap, bam, sneeze. I was looking at this in culture and it says that in India and also Iran that there's superstition that a sneeze taking place before the start of any work was a sign of impending bad interruptions. It was thus customary to pause in order to drink water or break any work rhythm before resuming the job at hand in order to prevent any misfortune from occurring. So you can't sneeze and keep working. You've got to have a sip of water first. That makes sense. I mean, like, wash your freaking hands, wipe the crap that you just sneezed on your sleeve off. Take a drink of water so you don't have that horrible tang in your mouth. I mean, that's not bad luck. That's just good manners. Yeah, the superstition started in a hospital. <laughs> Turns out less bad things happen if we wash our hands first. What a surprise. I love that idea. Oh, it's bad luck. No, that's just good manners. Where we come from, that's just the polite thing to do. Oh, I'm a greeter at Target. When people walk through the door, I try to shake their hand. Hash you! Welcome to Target. Please don't touch me with that. Go take a drink of water. In Polish countries there's a belief that if you sneeze it means that your mother-in-law is talking bad about you. Well that's why they sneeze a lot. So every time you sneeze Ali's mum is talking bad about you. What a wonderful claim to make. How to blame someone you don't like. I sneezed. You know what? There's a woman I don't like. Must be her fault somehow. I knew it. Well the other week I must have pissed off Shannon's mum something chronic. Oh yeah. So much so that like Shannon's giving you the warning like sneeze. When she says sneeze is she on the phone to her mum? <laughs> oh, that Benny's no good. Sneeze. <laughs> then wouldn't that be when she sneezes? Oh, that's yeah. my mum talking bad about her. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's the opposite. Sorry, I got mixed up there, didn't I? It was weird, though, that my mum started bad talking Shannon and then immediately after Shannon's mum started bad talking me. You just went on a sneeze off. Yeah, yeah. It's they either that be... or she got sick and then I got sick. No, no, no. Clearly your mums were talking to each other that's and it. just saying, your daughter's terrible. Your son's horrible. Hit you. Hit you. I think I'm coming down with something. Yeah, it's called bitchy 
mother syndrome. Yeah, because it says the same thing happens with daughter-in-laws and their mother-in-laws. Way to just pass something around like about someone you don't like. I don't approve of her. I don't approve of her. Wow, what a horrible thing to hear. Well, doesn't even the God bless you thing go back to the Black Plague? We actually have this on the page. Oh, does it? Yeah, um, let's see if we can find it then. Ah, verbal responses just below where we were exactly saying that. Ooh, there are more. I could have used those for my intro. <laughs> I <laughs> needed to make a Seinfeld reference because I'm like, I can't just say two things. <laughs> In the Muslim culture, they say something that means praise be to God. In Western culture, we say, God bless you. But they have to say, you know, praise be to God because it's not like bless you. It's no, God's awesome. That's like their thing. I mean, God bless you basically means God's awesome too. It's like God's awesome. Can he do something for you? Yeah, well, yeah, God bless you. Like, I hope you get the help you're needing. Whereas praise be to God. Actually, now that I think about it, like you sneeze and like praise be to God. What, you wanted that to happen? <laughs> you sound a little too happy about my misfortune, about my ailment. Yeah, what if I'm going to die? <laughs> or maybe it's because I'm doing the washing finally. <laughs> and that's just Shannon. Praise be to God. <laughs> Thank God the washing is down to his last shirt. A lot of people do say that the God bless you comes from the plague, like you said, in the 14th century. Blessing the individual after showing such a symptom was thought to prevent possible impending death due to the lethal disease. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> they do help. They help. Yeah, when you're down to like, I hope God helps you, you know you're pretty screwed. <laughs> that's like Iron Man walking into your bedside when you're in the hospital. You know that's the end. Yeah, when your doctor turns to you and goes, it's up to God now. No, all those years in medical school, do something. Yeah, did God go to medical school? <laughs> well, technically, no, no, technically, give me some medicine. Can we remove something out of me? I feel like that would help. In the Renaissance times, a superstition was formed claiming one's heart stopped for a very brief moment during the sneeze. Saying bless you was a sign of prayer that the heart would not fail. You sneeze and they're like, all right, well, you're dead. Straight away, they're saying that this is a rumor. Or a superstition which is the worst type of rumor so your heart doesn't stop as soon as I heard that going oh does your heart stop when you sneeze oh no wait it's a superstition yeah no it doesn't but you can understand why people would think that because it feels like it it's plausible it's a good lie isn't it it is I bet that renaissance guy who started that is like kicking in his grave like man I can't believe that took off it'd be so cool to make up a fact that wasn't necessarily true but so believable that people spread it so believable that it's spread and more so that when people say that it's not true people will argue the fact no it's definitely true i love it when people get aggressively stupid the renaissance were right after the plague the black death in the 14th century the renaissance came straight after that because there was room to grow because people had all died so when people sneeze i can assume that there would be a superstition that maybe you die that's probably related i like this in slovakia it's proper to say and then it says a word that's impossible to pronounce nendravi Really? You know how to pronounce that? Sure, why not? Just pretend you're like uh, Slovakian. You said it so confidently that I believe you. <laughs> I started a rumor. <laughs> yes, I did it. <laughs> yeah, Gar speaks Slovakian. <laughs> Duh. Which means for health. Which Nazi makes more Dravi, sense. Which for health. It's weird though. Like you sneeze. I'm like, for health. In Finland, they also say for health, but it's pronounced. Go on, give this one a go. Uh, Finland? 
Provedrexi. 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 So they still mean, yeah, for your health. And the, the Russian one you're not going to be able to do. Bud Zedrov. Bud Zedrov. I didn't see they had that. That's my favorite because the other two are for health. You know, you sneeze. For health. You did it to be healthy. But in Russia, they're saying be healthy. It is very Russian. Be healthy. Now it's a demand. <laughs> it's not like, it's good for your health. It's, hey, stop that. Be healthy. Mother Russia doesn't want you to be sick. <laughs> Mother Russia needs all your nostrils at full work. You must give yourself to the state. Those are not your nostrils to be using. <laughs> Wasting with your own mucus. <laughs> Tissues um, are a Western luxury. <laughs> in China, after a person says their thing, <laughs> I think they pronounce it baisu. It translates in Chinese as may you live 100 years, which is pretty cool. That's the thing when you translate Asian things, they always sound like they're too long. And it's like three <laughs> characters. Yeah, how could you have may you live 100 years out of three little characters? I don't have a clue how Chinese words work, but I know that each little character is like a whole sentence in itself, usually. There had to be a more efficient way to structure language because how many characters do they have in their alphabet? Hundreds. Japanese is like a couple of little swoops that all mix together. But Chinese is like hieroglyphics in that <laughs> you actually need to know all of them. You don't spell things as far as I know. You can take a lifetime to learn all the words just so you can replicate them and hope that everyone else knows those words that you learnt. But what's really cool about it, so it translates as, may you live 100 years. So you sneeze and like, I hope you live a hundred years. Like, that's pretty nice. But it sounds surprisingly like bless you in English. Besu. It does. Besu. Which I want to know. This is what they presented on Wikipedia. Going, it sounds like bless you. I bet that the English came to China, sneezed, and the English people said bless you. And the Chinese are like, may you live a hundred years? We should start doing that too now. So they're like, besu. Like, oh, the Chinese say something very similar to us. No, they're just copying. At least now I know how to say that in Chinese. Like if someone says, do you speak Chinese? I'm like, yeah, I know Beisu. Just may you live a hundred years. <laughs> That's the most important thing I could possibly think of to say. It'll get you out of any situation. You know, you fall through a roof because you take a wrong turn and you end up in like a triad den and all the guns are pointing at you and there's tattoos everywhere. Beisu? Oh, well, at least he wishes as well, right? That's better to know than a swear word. <laughs> I mean, if someone helps you out, you can just look at them and go, Beisu. That's a really nice thing to say to someone. In fact, I'm just going to start saying that in English from now on. May you live a hundred years. That's a weird thing to tell people. Out of all languages, Chinese translating into English is always weird. It never works. That's why Chinese restaurants are always named something weird, like the happy good times. <laughs> Where it just sounds like it has too many adjectives in there. And they're all sort of, yeah, weird. They don't fit together just right. But I like to think it probably works both ways. In China, I think they're called trains. Um, It translates as iron rooster. How is it a rooster? I guess because it like... Like, choo Maybe. Like, yeah, it has the steam come out. Like, it has a... It's kind of shaped like a rooster. Yeah, the old school steam engines have that little thing at the bottom and the cob at the top, which is the chimney. I guess. It's a yeah. colourful language. Other countries' metaphors are weird. Yeah. Ours are fine and make perfect sense. They do. <laughs> and then in Persian, in Iran... It's in Persian, so I can't even pronounce it. They don't have an English phonetic translation. But it translates as health. So you sneeze, and I'm like, health. See, that's an efficient one. I like that language. That yeah. translates well. Because, yeah, like the Polish and the Slovakians, they're all like, you know, for health. Whereas they're just like, health. Like, yes, a sneeze is related to health. Correct. Health. 
<laughs> that's like Shannon's thing. Sneeze. Health. That's you. Well, that seems to be the theme. People either tell you to be healthy or say something to God. Yeah, either like, God, forgive him for this sin. They're either concerned about your health or it's a religious experience. I'd say it's both. I mean, oh my God, I think we just figured out which religions have the sexual arousal from sneezing. We've got half of them going, I hope you get better, man. The other half going, oh God, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) In Turkey, they say kokyaza, which means live long. Again, that's another health one. That's Star Wars, is it? Live long and prosper? No, it's Star Trek. Yeah, that's the same crap. With the hand thing. Yeah, with the V that you make. Which I can sometimes do. Yeah, sometimes. It's also how I do my Dr. Zoigberg impersonation. (laughs) I always love on the podcast when we start doing visual things. (laughs) We were showing each other the hands. That's just for you. Look, look, I can do it. See, see? Look, you can, and I'm doing it too. And you're doing it too. you got to keep your thumb in though. Doesn't the Star Trek one have the thumb out? No, I think it has thumb in. Okay, there we are. It's harder to do with the thumb in. Thumb out's easier. Mm. Can you do the open shut like it's a lobster claw? Sort of. Why not the Zoigberg? This is very entertaining for everyone listening. I know, you just trust us. It was very impressive what we were doing with our hands. Okay. uh, Back to sneezing. Yes. Japanese and Chinese entertainment, such as anime or dramas, a character's sneeze usually means that someone is talking about the character. Usually those talking about the character are wishing them harm or just mentioning them. Is it their mother-in-law? Possibly. (laughs) Uh, Crossing cultures there. I haven't watched a lot of anime, but I'm going to look out for that the next time I watch any kind of Japanese cartoon. So anytime they sneeze, you're just like, oh, someone's talking about them. Yeah. Maybe in Pokemon somewhere along the way, someone's talking about Ash and then it cuts to him like, Hachu! Ah, I get the reference now. That's a thing. I'd like to see that in Scooby-Doo. Would have got away with it if you weren't for your pescaling kids. Hachu! <laughs> well, that's how they do it. They just walk around talking about the monster until someone sneezes. You're the monster! Old man withers! <laughs> you must be the lighthouse keeper. No, then the teacher. No, uh, then the guy who owns the old factory. Achoo! Gotcha! Achoo. It's you. <laughs> and that's how you solve mysteries. I love that there's a history section, just going back up. I love that there's a history section of sneezes. Well, there were people, and before that there were animals, and they all sneeze. No, the Greeks apparently invented sneezing. Ah, yeah. Um, Sneezoria. Egyptians never sneezed. That's true. Have you ever seen a hieroglyph with a sneeze? But then you get to ancient Greece, and yeah, um, Sneezerus took that journey. There was no winds in the sails of his ship, so he had to sneeze to get across the ocean and Poseidon came out through his nose. That sounds like a thing. Actually, why have they got... Odysseus in this. I'm just reading that now. A soldier underscored his conclusion with a sneeze. I don't know. All right, that's, that's fun. There's a sneeze in the Odyssey, apparently. They've also got up here prevention. Oh, this is good to know. How can we prevent them? So uh, you can have techniques with deep intolation. Yeah. I have heard one where you put your tongue on the roof of your mouth. But I hear that about everything. That's apparently the cure for everything. I've heard a martial arts instructor tell me if you want real strength, real power, line your spine up and you stick your tongue to the roof of your mouth. And then you'll have like unlimited power. I've also heard that for when you got a head cold, when you're trying to concentrate on something, apparently you last longer in bed if you do that. I think people just like doing that. I think I'm just going to keep my tongue on the roof of my mouth from now on. Maybe it's because if your tongue's on the roof of your mouth, you can't say anything stupid to ruin everything. Like if your tongue's on the roof of your mouth, you're probably not going to get in as many fights because you're not going to be as lippy. You can have more sex because you're not saying anything stupid that's going to get you kicked out and you're not going to sneeze because, I don't know, you're busy thinking about your tongue. 
You're too distracted going, I wonder if this will work. Exactly. I can feel the back of my teeth. There's also holding your breath while counting to 10. Or gently pinching the bridge of the nose for several seconds. That sounds like a risky one. Don't pinch your nose when you're about to sneeze because then your eyeballs will pop out. Nah, it usually comes out through your ears. Oh, isn't that the worst? Yeah, and they go pop. Yeah. I hate when I blow my nose and it hurts my ears. And it totally pops and everything and then you... Oh, the worst one I get is, do you ever get this where you do a big sneeze and for some reason your arms hurt not so much but i know what you mean like a tingle or like a I yeah they're kind of achy i have like a, a spine thing or like a neck thing because i can throw myself out sneezing and i get that tingle all over i can get lightheaded and dizzy that always sucks when you do a big sneeze and you throw your back out or throw your neck out because when i used to hurt myself when i was a kid it was like on my bike or climbing a tree now it's a big sneeze or i slept funny the weirdest thing happened to me this has been going on for over a week now i have a sore jaw it feels like it's only one side of my jaw it actually still hurts to like clench my jaw and it's been kind of hard the last two weeks eating and I wasn't sure how it happened it feels like someone punched me in the face like right on the chin and I've concluded I injured my jaw sleeping I didn't know you could do that did like Ellie punch you in your sleep or something I'm starting to suspect it <laughs> it's the only logical conclusion like you know you wake up you're like oh my neck hurts because I slept on it wrong or my shoulder hurts I slept on it wrong apparently I slept on my jaw wrong <laughs> if you're sleeping on your jaw you're sleeping on it wrong maybe that's it <laughs> Because I never really thought about what my jaw does when I sleep. Because now that it's sore, I'm trying to like, do I put it more on the pillow, less on the pillow? Should it be in the air? Like, like should I don't know what I did with my jaw before. So now I'm just sort of like throwing things out there to try and attempt to fix it. Well, are you a stomach sleeper? I'm a side sleeper. If anything, it's I guess more you, back. I guess you are kind of on your jaw. Was it on the side you sleep on that your jaw hurt? Or was it? No, it's the side above where I'm sleeping on. Unless oh. I rolled over I in know. my REM sleep or stage three, sorry. See, I'm usually a back sleeper so I don't have to deal with any jaw problems. Yeah, no, I can't sleep on my back because I get woken up because apparently I snore too loud. (laughs) There's a whole series of events that take place which means no one's sleeping so I don't sleep on my back. The tone in your voice that you said that tells me you've had that conversation several times before. When you've been woken up multiple times to be told you're snoring too loud, which to be fair I am a loud snorer when I snore, apparently I'm told. I'm never around for it but I believe it's earth shattering. Especially if I've had like a beer or something, then it's just multiplied and you know what it's like when you're next to someone who's like really loudly snoring and you can't sleep but when you get woken up from a peaceful rest to be told shut up Huh? What? I wasn't talking. I was asleep. How is that going back to sleep for you after you've been woken up to be told that you're snoring? Are you like paranoid going back to sleep going like, I'm just going to be woken up in 10 more minutes? I'm exaggerating a bit. Unless it's happened a bunch of times in a row. She'll say, move on your side. You're snoring. Because I will wake up with a really sore throat from it too. I know I've been snoring because I wake up and I'm like, oh my God. Snoring would not be beneficial. Yeah, it's not a good thing. I like to think of my voice as my instrument. You know, it's my <laughs> moneymaker. It's how I'm doing this right now. It's all you guys know of me. That and the photo that's on the cover art. One still photo and this amazing voice. So it's good that she does that, but also it's because I'm too loud. So she goes, yeah, honey, can you roll on your side? You're snoring. Okay. But then there are some nights where it's just because of how I'm uncomfortable. Like I go back on my side and then I'll just flop back on my back and then I'll get woken up again. Honey, you're on your back again. Just on your side so that you sleep better. Uh, okay. And the third time it's like, look, you dipshit. Uh-huh. I'm trying to help you here. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Fair play. But yeah, maybe I hurt my jaw from it being on the wrong side. I don't know. My jaw hurts. I'm cranky from it. The only thing I can think of is I slept on it wrong. Oh, uh, it's like a wild card. Going to sleep, you can just hurt any part of your body. I'm learning this now. Some morning I'm probably going to wake up and be like, what's wrong with my big toe? <laughs> my nose hurts. I must have slept on my nose funny. <laughs> All right, well, we may as well rate this page. What did you think of this page, Garth? I'm going to rate this a Nazi Drave out of a Kokyasa. <laughs> what is that, a health? It's a four health out of a possible live long. Um, <laughs> when translated. But it loses all the romance and poetry when you translate it, obviously. It's so obviously. Much, it's so much better in Slovakian and Turkish, which I should also point out, I just put together two languages that you shouldn't put together. <laughs> That's a good way to die. That's two kinds of people who want to kill me for doing that. <laughs> but then they'd want to kill each other afterwards. Very sad. No, I had a great time learning about all the little different ways people said it. That's why I wanted to say it. All the different ways people say God bless you or whatever they say when people sneeze because I think it's funny that people feel the need to do that yet everyone has a different thing to say it's a big deal I really enjoyed it I liked hearing about the sexuality I didn't know that that was I mean I know everything's a fetish oh yeah everything's a fetish but that's a thing where people are actually responding like you can't make a sneeze happen apparently when people get aroused they sneeze that's weird that that's connected I do find it interesting with fetishes that are weird but not disgusting yeah, because that's a pretty clean one to have comparative to other things. Oh, yeah, there are way more dirtier fetishes than that. But this is not even a fetish when it's a reaction. You can't help that. That's not a fetish. That's not that they're turned on by it. It's that they just happen to sneeze every time they're aroused. That's a weird thing that the body's doing. There's some wires and crossed in there. That's what I thought of this page. I had a lot of fun doing it. What did you think, Ben? Yeah, I really enjoyed this page. Well, let's see. What did it have in history? It says something about 401 BC, which is when I'm going to assume that sneeze was invented. Obviously. Everyone knows that. So we'll do the rating out of 401. Out of 401, I would probably give this... 380. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a... So, decent rating. That's a pretty decent rating indeed. For a sneeze. See, I like seeing all the animal sneezing, the iguana, but mostly the chicken. Yes, that chicken sneeze. Life-changing. And you owned chicken, so I can't believe you had never seen that before. Well, we just provide a really clean place for the chickens to live, so they never have dust to sneeze. Well, this person was filming it, so they were making their chicken sneeze on purpose. Feels like animal cruelty. Yeah, it's better just to eat them. <laughs> and the report says he got arrested for a abusing their cock. I mean, all animals do look adorable when they sneeze though. Like I have a cat. He looks cute when he sneezes. Dogs look cute when they sneeze. They do. Like there was a video that went viral like years and years ago that was just off a baby panda sneezing. I know. I remember that one. And it was adorable as all hell. Well, yeah, because pandas are cute. Baby pandas are even cuter. And a sneezing baby panda, that's just too goddamn cute. I mean, sneezing is basically the cutest thing a cute animal can do. The iguana somehow managed to make it look disgusting though. <laughs> Reptiles usually do that. Yeah, that's fair play. Reptiles can't be cute. They have no. no noses, no eyebrows. And souls. A dog can have a soul in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, not an iguana. Yeah, they're not cute. You need to be cute and fluffy to have a soul. I think that's the rule. Yeah. Bald men, no soul. Alright, well, that's it for this episode of Wiki Review. Well, aside from that, we've just got the usual things to plug. Find us on Facebook, comment, message, say hi, anything, any suggestions. We're running out of ideas, so 
you want us to do something stupid, let us know. Yeah, and if Facebook's not your thing, we've also got Instagram and Twitter. So we've got all the social medias covered. All of them. And right. not any others. Don't break our bubble. Uh, what's our email address in case you're even old schooler? Yes, wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find all of that on our website, humidor.com.au. And if any of this is going over your head or you don't have a pen available right now, go to the show notes. If you're listening to this, you can go to the show notes and it's all in there. All in there and all you got to do is click on it. Plus some funny stuff that Ben puts in, which you should always check out. Plus also links to DJ Soul and Brendan, who does our theme song and pictures respectively. Yes. Oh, I liked how you did that. Yeah. I was like, you've made a mistake, Ben. No, you haven't. You've just mastered English. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know which one does our music and which one does our pictures out of DJ Soul and Brendan, then I can't help you. <laughs> Brendan's a wicked musician. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> DJ Soul can draw. You should see those drawings. Uh-huh. All right. And also give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Do things other than iTunes do the ratings? They all have some sort of rating or comment system. So rate in and comment. We don't know where we are everywhere. So if you do comment, you can message through to us on Facebook and say, hey, I commented. Let us know that's a thing. We're always up to hear about things that turn out to be things. All right. Is that everything? That's everything. All right. So other than that, I've been Ben Graw. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch you on the next Wiki Review. That's you!